Kevin, is this a JoJo's reference? We're still asking the question. We're still asking the question. Um, and I think it's kind of hard to tell at this point if JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the anime, is a JoJo's reference. We're getting a lot of notes. Yeah. A lot of evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, still too early to make any final claims, though. Mm-hmm. So we're back with another five episodes. Yeah, that's Dave. I'm Dave. You're Diana. Yeah, I am. Yes, I am. Great. Still, I'm here. Awesome. <laughs> Figured I'd check. <laughs> I'm still inhabiting this physical meat body. Just wanted to make sure you weren't possessed by a blade or anything. Not yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next weekend. Yeah, big yeah, plans? yeah. Big, big, big plans. Yeah. Big plans. Cool, cool. Uh, for. Next weekend, right after uh, this podcast comes out. <laughs> so we ended on a cliffhanger last week. Yes. Um, Iggy the Fool and Gebs and Duel. Yes. Part one was the last one we saw. And we're going to do uh, part two, episode 26 of season two. And we are in part three. We're Stardust, Stardust Crusaders. Crusaders. Yes. Um... When everyone, when we left everyone, uh, they were trapped on a vehicle in yes. the middle of the desert. Yes. As Ndul with his, wait, so is Geb the, Geb is the, the... Egyptian god okay. of creation. Yeah. So Geb is the stand. Yeah. And Ndul is the person. Yes. Yeah. So Geb is just water. Uh huh, and it's attacking. Yeah, sinking it's, them into yeah, the sand. Yeah, it's trying to sink the car, and um, Indul is blind. Yes, he's listening to uh their movements via cane, four kilometers away. Yes, um, and Iggy is the only re- person who realizes, only person, only being, around them that realizes when he's going to attack. I mean, Iggy's more of a person than Polnareff, so. You're correct. I mean, the I will go into... Maybe I was a little bit harsh on Polnareff, but I really thought Avdol had died. I really... Maybe I'm a little bit gullible. We'll see. The answer is sometimes. However, Polnareff is just the dumbass caricature of, like, a ladies' man. And I so do not like that type of character most of the time. He does kind of redeem himself in these episodes. So I am not as harsh on Polnareff this episode as I have been. Take that as you will. See, I I don't hate those kind of characters as much when they have like the Johnny Bravo-esque thing of they're never successful. Yeah, but Polnareff is not Johnny Bravo. He's... Isn't he, though? No! Buff, stupid fucking haircut, always hitting on women to no success. Johnny Bravo at least stupid respects as women. Fuck. Does he? Yes! I haven't seen Johnny Bravo in a very long time. From what I remember, there are at least moments where Johnny Bravo respects women sometimes. I feel like... Polnareff doesn't do that. I feel like, well, Polnareff doesn't disrespect women. Yeah, but he's way more neutral than Johnny Bravo. Well, let's give it time. Let's see where it goes. What are you hiding from me? <laughs> Why can't you tell me what the dumbass man is up to? He's being a dumbass. I gather. 
But that is neither here nor there in episode 26. Yeah. So they're on the car. Yeah. They get thrown off. Yeah. They get thrown out of the car. Yes. They all land in the sand. Yeah. They're like, don't move. But Ndul obviously already knows where they all landed. Mm-hmm. So we can just go after them. Yeah. He's about to go after Avdol. Mm-hmm. But then the fucking legend. Yes. What he does is he takes off his bangles one by one and throws them. Yeah. Um, to make it appear, to make it appear yes. as though there are footsteps. And Endul's like, oh shit, he's moving. Because he can't tell. He just sees it by the sound. Mm-hmm. The vibrations. The vibes. Yeah. The vibes Yeah. on Endul? Rancid. <laughs> yes. The vibes on Avdol? Premium. The smell on both of them? rancid they're in the desert they're in the desert it's very sweaty they they probably have not showered in several days probably not not since they got out of the water no so and dual uh attacks well almost attacks where uh avdol threw his last bracelet yes where he stopped but he realizes why would he stop right there why would he only take four steps Yes. Um, and then he attacks Avdol, I think? he. So he goes for the attack. Avdol uses Magician's Red, kind of scrapes him a little bit with the fire. Yeah. And then he counterattacks, uh, and dual counterattacks and gets Avdol in the neck. Mm, okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I knew Avdol got in... Oh, he got sliced. Yeah. Like, almost right in the jugular. You know, those minor neck injuries. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which we minor also... eye injuries with Kakuin, too. And I, I, I quit if... At this point, I was so mad. I quit if Avdol actually dies, first of all. Second of all, if Kakuin goes blind. Okay. Done with the show. Spoilers, that doesn't happen, and we still are going to have a podcast beyond this episode. Okay. <laughs> However, yes. Jotaro figures out that Iggy knows where Indul is. Well, he knows that uh, he knows that Iggy knows already because he jumped out of the car mm-hmm. before the car went down. So Jotaro starts running towards Iggy, one to get one to get Indul to stop focusing on Avdol, who mm. he was about to kill, and two, he just fucking. Like, grabs Iggy by the throat and slams him into the sand. Yep. And is just like, hey, you little shit. I know you know where the stand user is. Take me to him or you're going to get killed. Like, you know, holding yeah. him down so that... Threatening a puppy. Yes. This is what it's come to in this desert heat. Yes. <laughs> I mean, to be, be nice fair... nice to Iggy, please. To be fair, Iggy's a fucking monster. Yes. Yes, Iggy's a menace, but he's an animal. <laughs> well, no, he's fine to society. He's really just a menace to, to the Polnareff. Yeah, to the stand and the band. Stand band, yeah. Um. Yeah. So Iggy, not wanting to die, yep, turns the sand in the desert into like a kite, yes. kind of, and f- makes a like mimic of himself in Jotaro's hands and starts to fly away. But Jotaro catches him <laughs> yeah. with Star Platinum mm-hmm. and is like, listen to me, you shitty little dog. 
if you try to get rid of me, Star Platinum will break your neck because it's very fast. Yeah. Um, and then Iggy doesn't deform the the sand glider at any point. I don't think. No, it's just like it's just a glider. Yeah. So it's, it's not, not like, like propelled in any way. Yes. They're just slowly descending through the air, and especially considering Jotaro's weight, mm. Iggy, like they're falling fast, and eventually Jotaro has to kick off of the ground with Star Platinum to get them enough like airtime to actually reach Indul. Yes, because Indul realizes that they're flying at this point. Yeah, because he loses track of them and only regains track when. Jotaro kicks off the ground. Yes. And then I think at one point Ndul kicks up sand. Yes. That's afterwards as they're continuing to glide towards. He starts like Geb is over by the like the other people. Yes. And he it starts heading backwards like through kind of the top of the sand like going up and down. Mm-hmm. You know kind of like a dolphin does in water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kicking kicking sand up yeah. and trying to hit the glider. It kicks yeah, it kicks the sand up and uses the sound from the sand hitting the wings of Iggy's stand to pinpoint where it is. Iggy drops Jotaro at this point. Yes, Iggy drops Jotaro. No. Iggy like lowers down to try and reveal where Jotaro is so Iggy can live. Yeah, but Jotaro summons Star Platinum, who yes. does the splits, and fucking launches Iggy at Indul. <laughs> he fucking just howitzers, just fastball, full split. Yes, big, beefy MLB beefy fucking himbo, MLB energy, bo- dog tossing. Yeah, just <laughs> throws him straight at Indul, and is like, hey. Both of you dipshits are going to have to use your stands to live, so you might want to do that. Yes. Which they do. They glance off of each other. Mm-hmm. And during that time, Ndul realizes that he wasn't focusing on Jotaro, and he doesn't know where he is, because mm-hmm. he had to recall Geb to protect himself from Iggy. Yes. And he's looking around, trying to find out where he is. Turns out Jotaro is right behind him. Mm-hmm. And Jotaro didn't attack him because now Geb is back. But he's, you know, like, right inside the range of... So it's kind of a standoff now. And I forget exactly what ha- what happens in that final fight, because... They don't really have a final fight. Well, Geb, like, puts down his staff and yes. he's like, I'm not going to need this now, but I'll need it after I kill you. Yeah. Do they, Does Jotaro just punch him in the face? I, I think forget so. How they, yeah. I think, because, um, not Geb, Ndul is doing some exposition about, like, this is the Egyptian god, I have his Well, that's his after. Stand. But, no, oh, right, first, it hits Jotaro in his weird fucking hair hat that we the both- hair hat! That we both noticed. He's got, like- Hair extensions on the back of yes, his hat has, or something? It's like a visor with, like... Here's how Jotaro's hat is made up. It's, like, the front part is, like, a... Imagine a mesh trucker hat. Yes. With a flat brim. Mm-hmm. Flat, short brim. It's all black, but where the mesh is supposed to be, it's hair. Yeah. 
Why? It's really weird. <laughs> and it's very unsettling to see Jotaro's actual hair. Because he still has hair back there. He still there, has hair. So it's just more hair. Yeah. I don't know. It's I, weird. But yeah. It so. was one of the funnier things in these episodes. Yes. The fucking weird hair hat. Yes. Yes. Um, A lot of weird hair in this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So Jotaro wins. He, mm-hmm. uh, but Duel uses his stand to, like, shoot it through his own head. Yeah, and then have a very long monologue yes. after that. Yes, you know as about you do. how there are nine other stands of Egyptian gods. Yes, and then Dio, who is the world. Yes, we do get confirmation of that later. Dio's stand is called the world. Yes. Which, didn't you say, what what does that mean in tarot Completion. again? Completion. Completion? Yeah. Okay. Like the, the full cycle. Yeah. You've achieved your goals. You've gone through your journey. Yes. Uh, the cycle starts anew. Which, speaking of completion, I just really like the description that Ndul gives of Dio. I, wrote, I made sure to write it down. Because Jodo was just like, why are you so fucking loyal to Dio? And he's like, he's the first guy to ever like acknowledge my worth. And he says he's quote powerful, deep, large, and beautiful. Ndul, that's gay. Yeah, <laughs> that's very gay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Dio? Yes. I believe I described it earlier. Of like Dio, so fucking buff, he's just wearing another dude. Yeah. And while just, that's cool in concept, in yeah. theory, in real life, yeah. I'd be terrified. I'd be yes. like, Victor Frankenstein has created a monster, and that monster is Dio. Like, before even the brain like, parasites and the vampire so... abilities. Oh, yeah. Before all the, like, vampire abilities and all that bullshit, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was such an asshole in part one, though. Yes, he was. Such a dick. Yes. It makes me furious. They really fleshed him out in this part, and I'm I'm kind of happy for it, because now he's a good villain, and now I understand why people like him. Yes. You hesitated, and that means you're hiding something from me! Am I? Don't do this to me on my podcast. Our podcast? So... After after we realize that D- Dio's not just a British asshole. Yes. Um, Duel dies. Jotaro goes up to Iggy. And he's like, you were basically abducted by these people you don't know. To fight yeah, like, a fight that doesn't concern The speedwagon sent you out to the middle of the fucking desert to yeah. help out some old fuck that you don't care about. Yes. I get why you're pissed off. I would be too. Just stop being a little dick. Yeah. At which point, Iggy's like, you know, all cute dog, brings Jotaro his hat back. Yep. Jotaro's like, okay, maybe you're not so bad after all. Puts the hat on. It's filled with fucking gum. Yes. Iggy gives like a shit-eating grin, just like... That's exactly how Iggy sounds. Yeah. Fantastic. He's a fucking menace. Yes. Um, And then we see a... Kid sitting under a tree. Yeah, that so is the episode by a ends, man. like they regroup and we get like a little outro thing, and it's 
by like the pyramids in Egypt. This little kid with hair. He's trying to beat Polnareff in some kind of hair competition. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's Polnareff's haircut, but like not well kept, mm-hmm. but also taller. Yeah. Goku. No. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> He's approached by a man. Yes. A f- like a photographer or something. He has yeah. a camera. And a tourist. this dude, this dude's like, oh, I'm a manga artist. What are you, like, reading? What are you drawing? And um, this kid gives him the book and he's... He, and, yeah, he's got, like, a, he's got a manga. Um, And this foreigner tourist is reading about how a foreigner uh, gets on the bus and gets impaled on a, like, telephone pole. Like, yeah, it's a story. Run. It's a story of. I mean, as we'll see later, but it's also not hard to figure out just from this clip of. It's a book that like is depicting events. Yes. Like it depicts the events of this tourist coming up to the kid, mm-hmm. and then him dying, like being impaled on a telephone pole. Yeah. Which this guy does not pick up, <laughs> and he's like, "This is a weird." Like, manga, I haven't heard of this. Hey, kid, let me buy it. Yeah, and the kid's like, fuck no. Well, the kid's, like, the the kid's older brother mm-hmm. shows up, and boy, what a hat he has. Yes. It is, like, house-shaped almost. Yeah. The, like, it's, like, square, but then with, like, a point at the top. Yeah. Like, it goes up. It goes up. Yeah. And he's just like, hey... You can't buy my little brother's book. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So he does. He get the guy gets on the bus. Yes. And he's like, the older brother's like, hey, we gotta get on that bus too. The kid shows him the book and he's like, fuck, we'll get the next bus. Which because the bus crashes. Yes. And as they're passing on very, the next bus. Yeah, it sends this very specific man into a telephone pole and he is then impaled. Just as chin. the book described. Yes. Um, so then we get to Knum's Zenyatta and Thoth's Mandata. Yes. Or as they are described, like, in the actual anime. The Oingo Boingo Brothers. Yes. And I, I wonder why they can't say Oingo Boingo in the subs. Yeah, I don't know. I did also make sure to specify the older one is Oingo and the mm-hmm. younger is Boingo. Yeah. Just so that way we're clear when we... Yeah. This was a really refreshing not two-parter for me. I really fucking love, like, the sun and, like, this. They're really fucking Yeah, they're good. so stupid. It's it's the perfect, like, alleviation of, yes. like, just tense episodes. Yes. Um, so, the Joestars are, the stand band, sorry, is in a town that the bus stops in. Yes. And the manga displays five people that are all talking to one another. And they are going to die. This manga by being poisoned. Put some fucking cake on Joseph. Oh yeah, it in does. The draw, yeah. I mean, he already got it. It's just so yeah, it's just accurate. <laughs> but yeah, the, the drawings are really abstract. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's a very interesting art style. So they're all. Uh, it shows the stand man dying or drinking poison tea. Yes, in a cafe. So, they get they infiltrate this cafe. Yes. Boingo and Boingo. Yeah. Boingo repeatedly, like, says that his, you know, manga, like, his predictions are absolute. Mm-hmm. They can never be changed. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. And 
Yeah, so they're like, okay, all we got to do is poison them. That's easy. So they head over to a, uh, like a little cafe. Yep. And they, you know, they're, they, I really fucking love just like the, because they just hit the owner with a frying pan. Yes. Knock him out. And no, then... he's dead. <laughs> no, there's like blood in it. He's dead. Oh, maybe I didn't see it then. Yeah. Son, I do not see it. No, yeah, that dude's dead. Read. But yeah, they take over this little cafe and they're just waiting for these guys to come in because they know which caf- mm-hmm. cafe they're going to go to. And randomly, Polnareff drops a cigarette on the ground. A fucking, fucking litterer. What do you mean litterer? He's an arsonist, as we find <laughs> out later. <laughs> yes. So yeah, Polnareff's like, they're like, Oh, we should stop in a cafe. Which one should we go to? Polnareff takes his cigarette, flicks it on the ground. It lands standing up straight and then falls over, pointing to that cafe. That Oingo and Boingo are in. Yes. And are waiting for them in. Yes. They go sit down and they're like, oh, we'll have like three black teas because Avdol and Kakuin are in the hospital at this point. Oh, we should also mention at this point that uh, Oingo has said his stand ability is to, like, he hasn't specified it, but he can, like, alter his face. Face, yeah. Which, as we find out later, is he can alter his, anything about his person. Mm -hmm. So he can alter his height, weight, smell, fate, you know, any characteristic of his actual person. Not, like, the clothes that he wears or stuff like that. Um, So they go, they sit down, they ask for the black tees. Joseph is like, hold on. Hold on. The, we're in enemy territory. We should not be drinking anything open. Yes. Bottles now, only. Now I would like to present to you... What did I call it? Life tips from Joseph Joestar. How not to get roofied in a bar. Yes. <laughs> um. So he says... He tells Oingo, who is disguised as their waiter... He's not disguised. It's just not, him. Okay, fair. He, like, for a guy who can change his face, he's, he's just showing them... Yeah, he's just showing them his face. Yeah. Like, um, so he tells Oingo, uh, hey, like, we want, like, these, the third and third through fifth bottles from the left. We want to open them at our table. Yeah, then- the, no, I just really love it because he's like, cancel the black tea. We're going to have cola instead. And he just tears and goes, cola? <laughs> yes. Um, and then, uh, right before they get the cola... Someone at another table is like, hey, this cola's fucking warm. I'm not paying for this shit. Yeah. And, and so, like, like, you oh, don't have fuck. cold cola? And they're he's like, like, no, the fridge is broken. Yeah. Ah, oh, sorry. Um, so he gives them the tea. And they start drinking it. Yeah, they, they just ask for the tea again. Which is poison. They start to drink it. And they, then... They do drink it. Oh, wait, no. We forgot to mention... Before they ask for the, the cola, yes. they're like, we could get up and go to any cafe. Let's just go to the one across the street. It is on fire. Yes. And someone in the commotion, in the crowd, yeah. says that it was lit by a cigarette that had been thrown on the ground. Yeah. And or Polnareff, like got into the trash. Yep. And Polnareff is like, damn, I wonder who would do that. Yeah, no, it's not even like... I, I don't even know if he realizes it was him or not. Because his comment is just like, people around here just throwing their cigarettes into trash. Yeah, I hate people like that. Yeah. It's you, Fucking... motherfucker. 
His his brain is out of his body and just exists. His br- he left his brain back in France. No, it exists in the hair, like separated from the body. <sighs> it descends when he needs it, and when he needs it only. He's never needed it, apparently. <laughs> so they they ask for the cola. Uh, they get the tea instead. It's yep. poisoned. They start drinking it. And Oingo and Boingo are like, ooh, they're drinking it. Like, they, they start drinking the tea. Yeah. And um, apparently, like, the poison's potency or something requires them to drink all of the tea, which they don't get to do. Well, no, they don't drink. They don't ingest any of it because they, like, start sipping it, fulfilling the prophecy of the manga, yeah. at which point Iggy shows up, eats some food off of their table, and everybody, like, spits out their tea. Yes. Um, so they never ingested any of the poison yes and they're like damn like whatever we're gonna uh, I don't think they say damn it's like okay (laughs) that plan didn't work out what's next and the next thing that Boingo's um, Boingo's manga shows is Jotaro getting blown up by a like bomb in an orange. In half. Yes, like blown in ha- completely blown in half yeah. by a bomb in an orange. Mm-hmm. Which uh Oingo promptly makes, puts in their car, or he goes to put in their car. Yep. But then Polnareff and Joseph show up mm-hmm. and they're like, Hey, who's in our car? Joe like Jodoro said he was just gonna go straight to the hospital mm-hmm. to check on Avdol and Kakuine. Yes. Like, hey, get the fuck out of the car. Who are you? Oingo transforms into Jotaro. Yes. How the fuck have they never had this issue before? You have to realize that that's a thing. You colossal fucking dumbasses. Yep. Third time's the charm. And so they're like, okay, we'll drive to the hospital. Um, yeah, he Oingo like, shows up as Jotaro and he's like, oh, like, you know, he plays it off. Uh-huh. And he's just like, you know, gets convinces them that he's actually Jotaro, even though he's wearing completely different clothes. Yep. All that stuff. And they get in the car and they start driving and just, I feel so fucking bad for Oingo. Like, just... It's so fucking tense because yeah. he realizes at this point that he is Jotaro and he is next to the orange. And if he's not careful, he will blow up. Yes. As the manga said would happen. So they're they're just fucking around and everything. And I remember I, I still thought about this fucking trick. This mm-hmm. is one of the like things that I really remembered. It's so stupid. Oh, the, the cigarette trick? Yeah. So Polnareff is like, hey, Jotaro, do that cigarette trick, that the, the really cool one that you do. And he's like, uh. He's like, yeah, you know, the one where, like. And he, like, and he shows him. He shows him. He he lights a cigarette. Yep. He's smoking it. Yep. And then without using his hands, he rolls the, like. Like he flips it. Flips the vertically. cigarette vertically. Into his mouth. Yes. And uh, Oingo is just like, uh, okay. And then Polnareff's like, do it with five. Well, he barely does it. 
And he's like, okay, fuck. And then Polnareff's like, all right, now do it with five like you did before. Yeah. And then he does it again, yep. barely. Yes. And then and drink Pol- this juice. Polnareff yeah. tells him, drink this juice without putting them out. Like you did that other time. Like, it, well, he goes just like, Jotaro, what the fuck kind of weird <laughs> skills do you have? <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Um. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't drink the juice, and Polnareff's like, Ah, oh, you failed! Yeah, because the fucking cigarettes are burning his fucking mouth. Yes. Um, and then Polnareff has the great idea of seeing who can eat an orange faster. Oh, no. First, Wait. Uh, yeah, first, Oingo takes the orange with the bomb in it and yeah. is like... And throws it out the side we, of the like, car. If I get rid of this orange, it won't blow me up. Mm-hmm. And he throws it out the car, at which point, like, he's like, whew, okay, clear. And then Polnareff's like, wow, I'm surprised Iggy caught up to the car, like, ran up to the car. Oh, look, he's got an orange. Yep. Iggy's fantastic. Iggy is instrumental in all of these episodes, and I really fucking love him. He's so good. Yeah. Um, And then... I think I watched these yesterday. <laughs> Why can't I? Remember? I mean, there's that like dumbass fucking thing of like when Oingo's sitting like this, and he Polnareff yeah, and gives him the scare. He's sitting with his like you know hands in prayer. You know, yeah, prayer hands, prayer hands, like knotted fingers. And he he gives up like Polnareff's like Jotaro, what the what are you doing? Yeah, like just giving him a scare, and he's like. <laughs> His left thumb is crossed over his right, which Polnareff is like, that means you were a girl in a past life. Yeah, and Joseph takes his hands off the steering wheel and's like, I put my left thumb over my right thumb too and I clasp my hands together. It's like, put your hands on the steering wheel. Now's not the time. God, it's a good thing Jotaro became like wealthy. It is wealth, wealthy enough to have a driver because he never would have fucking lived long enough to have a kid, let alone a grandkid. You mean Joseph? Yes. Yeah. Became. He was born into it. Yeah. Let's get one thing clear. Oh, yeah, that's true. Generational wealth. Anyway. <laughs> um, And then Oingo's like, oh, my stomach is really hurting. Yeah, because it's and at this right, point. And they're like right outside the hospital. Yeah. It's, it's like, at, this is just how IBS is. Yeah, because it's at this point that Polnareff is like, hey, Jodoro, let's see who can eat an orange faster. Yeah. As he's holding the bomb orange. Yeah, Oingo is holding the bomb. No, Polnareff is. But he's like, oh, okay. I'm the one who's supposed to blow up, so somehow it's going to affect me yeah. if it blows up. So um, I just, it, just don't have it blow up at so, all. So he's like, okay, pull over. Like I really need. Well, he really tries. To to he tries bathroom. to be like, hey, don't use that one. That's the one that Iggy like pull, picked up off the road mm-hmm. and could be all nasty. But Polnareff's a fucking nasty guy. Yeah, he doesn't care. Nasty boy. So yeah, at that point, he's like, pull over. My stomach hurts. I need to go. Yep. They let him out. And then Polnareff is like, Jotaro, wait. Take some paper. <laughs> yeah. Just has some paper. What a nice friend. Oh, my God. Giving him his final scare. Yes. He's running to the rock and he's like, as soon as I make it, I can transform. I can transform back into like my regular face. Yes. And then Polnareff is, and then Joseph is like, yeah, Polnareff, don't Don't, don't, don't eat, eat that it. orange. Iggy, it's. Iggy has brought it back from the ground, and he throws it out the window, yep. and Oingo steps on the orange. 
just crushes it right in half and just his face is just like ah. <sighs> yep i know that expression all and then we just well. get like and then just him just going oh shit <laughs> as it blows up yep um boingo finds him yes calls an ambulance and then uh he gets rushed over to the hospital right as Polnareff and Joseph and Jotaro are all meeting up. Oh, well, no, we, we should have mentioned earlier, there was that one part where Oingo, like, they see that dude out on the street, and they're just like, I oh, don't yeah. like his face. Yeah. And he so just they beats the him, shit out of him, and they take his money. money, like, they take his wallet, which has a bunch of money in yeah. it. Yeah. And it's at this point where Oingo is, like, incapacitated by the grenade that this guy, along with, like, just a shit ton of like other beefy dudes show up. Yes. And he's like, that's the asshole that took my wallet. Like, yeah. So they all beat, beat the them up and I'll up. give you guys some money. So yeah. they do. They get brought to the hospital. Yep. They're out of commission. Yes. Um, and then Joseph and Jotaro and Polner have all recognized them at him. Oingo as the waiter in their cafe. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they see, No, they see the clothes. They see Jotaro at the hospital and they're like, wow, Jodora, how'd you outrun us, like, in our car, and you got your laundry back? When there was only one set of footprints, that's when Star Platinum carried Jodoro. And he's just like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> and they, like, actually had no idea that... Yeah, he... They show up in the ambulance, Oingo and Boingo. Yeah. Polnareff looks at them, and he's like, wait a minute. And Jodoro just goes like, do you know them? And he's like, of course not. And okay, they just walk away. They um, never even knew they were in a fight, like... <laughs> um there's a nice little like m- manga art style ending shot of the two brothers in like their hospital beds yeah boingo's got a bandage on it or no oingo the older one has a bandage on his dick yes he Why? got split in half disgusting yeah <gasps> and um what is this credits song it's the oingo boingo brothers song it's real good i like it it's real stupid Fitting for this episode. Is this is this what I've been confusing with, like, the whole horse song? I don't know. Who could say? Uh, so that's it. Yeah. They, that, we get a, a credit song that's not a classic rock. I don't actually know what this new outro is, because it's not Walk Like an Egyptian. Me neither. And I don't, I don't know if it's actually a song. It's not or, iconic. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not a classic. Yeah. Um, so 228... Anubis part one. Yes. Kakuin's okay. Kakuin is okay. He's not going to go blind. He still needs time to recover, but yeah, he's not going blind. Yeah. Because it didn't cut the pupil. Right. Um, and <laughs> so they figure out he's going to be okay. Then they go back down to the lobby. Yep. Polnareff gets the bill and it's 34,000 Egyptian dollars. Yes. It's like Polnareff. If you're appalled at, like, those prices, then... Oh, boy. Here we go. Come to America today. Just, like, wait 30 years. And then, okay. Yeah. Then you'll see. All right. <laughs> That's it. That's all I had to say. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah. All uh, these nurses are crowded around Iggy. And they're like, oh, she, he's so cute. And I would be, too. Yeah, I, of course. Um, Even with his weird human eyes. Yeah. Polnareff goes up to them. And it's and he's like, no, he hates people. And I'm like, no, he just hates you. Yeah. <laughs> Which he shows when yep. he immediately jumps on Polnareff's face and, and farts. farts on him. Um, and all the nurses laugh. Yes. It's a good moment. 
Um, and then we switch over to just like a random like four random people. group of just traveling people yeah. on the road outside of town, and they they seem like shitty people. I don't know if they're like bandits or. I feel like, like they're like salesmen, like they're just like traveling. Yeah, traveling merchants. salesmen, merchants. Yeah. Um. They seem like shitty people, except for the last guy who yeah. they're kind of like telling to hurry the fuck up and like making him carry the stuff and everything. Yeah, I think it, he's out with his uncle, dad, and like one of their friends. Something like that. Yeah. Um. And they pass a sword on the side of the road. Yeah, this guy finds a sword on the side of the road. Um, the dad and uncle and friend are all like, like trying to open it and, and then Chaka is his name. Yes. Um, Chaka takes the sword and it's like, let me try. Yeah. Cause they're all like, Hey, if I can't open it, like a wimp, like you can't open it. So Mm -hmm. like, just shut up. Let us do it. They, they can't get the sword to budge out of the hilt. Yeah. And that changes when, not the sword getting out of the hilt, but their attitude about giving him the sword changes once the friend gets a cut across his hand. Yes. The sword was not out of the sheath. Yes. Or anything. And they're like, fine, see if you can open it. Like, you know. Just take it. Like, Yeah, like get it out of it. our hands. Yeah. And the sword starts talking to Chaka. He's able to unsheath it very easily. Yeah. Um, and we learn this sword is Anubis. Yeah, the well, stand. the sword, as he isn't it as he, like, takes it out, he kind of, like, loses control of it, and it goes, like, behind, kills his father, like, no. accidentally stabs him in the, well, it does happen, at, I forget when, but yeah, it yeah, stabs right him in the away. heart, kills him, and then, like, when the uncle or whoever goes to check up yeah, on the, him. the first thing they do is, like, he takes it out of the, the sheath, and they're like, yes. wow, that's weird, like, it wasn't budging before. And they look at it, and it's like, oh, it's a Japanese sword. We could sell it for a lot of money. He puts it back, and then Anubis starts talking to him. Yes. And says, I'm the stand Anubis. You're my master. You're an expert swordsman, and you have to kill these people. You will kill these people. Um, he takes the sword out of the sheath, and then he loses control of it. Well, the sword... Ac- the sto- No, the sword does accidentally kill two of them. Mm-hmm. Because it accidentally kills the dad, like, stabbing him in the heart. He yeah. doesn't do that on purpose. Right. And then as, like, the uncle or whoever goes to check on him, the sword kind of, like, leans, you know, like, mm-hmm. falls over into the un- the guy's head. Yeah. Killing him. And it's at that point where Chaka takes the sword, becomes possessed by Anubis. Yeah. Because at first he's still like, oh, like, dad, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kill yeah. you. Like, the sword made me do it. And then he is fully possessed by Anubis. Yeah, or Anubis is like, this is your destiny. Like, you're yeah. a great swordsman. You need to go kill these people. Yeah. And then he takes the sword yeah, and Yeah, it's like kills... chop Polnareff, slice Jotaro in half, kill Joseph, yeah. something like that. But he takes the sword and he cuts through a cow, mm-hmm. killing the third person, but leaving the cow... Unharmed. Unharmed. Yeah. Which is somewhat important for what we see later. Yes. Of the sword can cut... The sword can phase through things and cut, you know, it cuts what it wants to cut, yeah. more or less. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, this is one of them newfangled autonomous stands, huh? I don't know how you'd fucking describe this stand, because there's no user. It's yeah. just the sword. Yep. 
I mean, maybe there's some stand user that we see dead somewhere, but it's really just the sword as far as I know. Yeah. Um, and so he takes the sword. Yes. And he pretty much waits. Yeah, we cut back to Polnareff, who's in a market. Yep. Being <laughs> fucking sold about papyrus. No, it's um, Joseph, Avdol, Polnareff, and Jodor are all walking yes. through this market together. And Polnareff is complaining about something. And Joseph is like, you're so loud. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he really Joseph is. Joseph really said, damn, Polnareff, you are so fucking loud yes. all the time. Here's some money. Go shop. <laughs> and then he... And then he uh, gets suckered into looking at some papyrus scrolls. Yep, which tears are Tears one in half. <laughs> tears one in half. Uh, and then starts walking away. Well, doesn't Iggy steal something? Yeah. yeah he has the gum. Yeah. Iggy steals all the gum. Yeah, that's he- what Joseph gives. Oh, yeah. He gives him the gum instead yeah. of money. Um, he runs off after Iggy. Yep. Winds up kind of like in a slightly more abandoned little area. And... Uh, Chaka is there mm-hmm. with Anubis. Yep. There are people around. Kind of, yeah. It's not like densely populated. Yeah, but, but there's more than zero other people. Yeah, there are people around. Um, Chaka starts following Polnareff. Well, they're kind of like walking alongside each other. Polnareff knows that this is an enemy. Because, you know, after walking a little bit, he's like, wow, you guys usually don't, like, attack in public. Yeah. Talking about like how that's pretty manly of him and yeah, very bold. Yeah, um, and it's the only way that Polnareff is ever going to pay attention. <laughs> yes, you have to be very, very bold. He won't get it otherwise. Yes, um, and Polnareff and um, Chaka start fighting. Yes, Polnareff is like, oh, okay, he's like an amateur swordsman. As long mm-hmm. as I keep my distance, I'll be fine. Uh, and like sneak in an attack. Mm-hmm. Um. Chaka cuts through a pillar. Yeah, they're on opposite sides of the pillar. Um, Polnareff thinks that keeping his distance means, like, keeping objects between them. Mm -hmm. And Chaka cuts through the pillar, slashes Polnareff across the chest. He'll live. It's a JoJo's character. Yeah. (laughs) So... I, I, like, didn't take notes because, like, this fight sequence was really, really cool. It was was a very good fight sequence. Oh, yeah. Chaka... uh, Polnareff is, like... So you can, like, cut through pillars, then come out and, you know... Yeah, he realizes that the sword can phase through other things. Yep. But then Chaka cuts through the pillar, like, actually cuts the pillar. Yeah, he cuts a pillar that he's standing on top of. Yes, and, it like, you know, to knock it down towards Polnareff. Yeah. At which point, you know, Polnareff is still not in the line of sight of Chaka. Mm-hmm. So he uses Silver Chariot's sword, shoots it like a little fucking spring-loaded fucking thing. Yeah, it ricochets. Shoots the blade off a pillar yep. and into Chaka's neck, killing him. Yes. And, uh-uh. he, you know, Polnareff makes sure to say, like, oh, I only use that move when I'm in trouble because, mm-hmm. like, you know, without yeah, like, that... Yeah, Jotaro doesn't know about it. Yeah, without that, I don't have a weapon. Like, yeah. I'm defenseless if that move fails. Yes. At which point, he notes that the sword has not disappeared after the death of the user. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks at it. He gets, like, mesmerized when he opens up the mm-hmm. sheath and, like, sees the light. Yeah, but he's not fully possessed by it. Yeah, that gets interrupted because the gang comes back. Yes. And they're like, Polnareff, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, some, some mice try and take the sword. <laughs> yes. And Polnareff is like, we should turn these into the police. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Joseph immediately says we should always travel in pairs from here on out. Yep. And then they start walking away from Polnareff when the ship's, the ship's horn sounds. I mean, like, who wants to partner with Polnareff? Literally. Um, next day, they're in the next town. Yep. They're about to take the sword to the police. Jotaro, Joseph tells Jotaro to go with Polnareff. Like, you know, yeah. make sure he gets back in one piece, basically. Mm-hmm. Polnareff decides it's time to stop in a barbershop. Yep. And uh, get his... You know, get cleaned up. I don't like, like, the whole, like, Barbara with the straight razor thing. It's a little creepy. Yeah. It, Very Sweeney Todd. Yeah. That, yeah. That's... Polar F is a Karen. Oh, complaining about... <laughs> He's complaining about this guy's service, like, go sharpen your razor. Yeah. Where's your manager? Where's your manager? Um, yeah, that's Polar F. We watched yeah. him do it. <laughs> but yeah, so time passes. He's getting his... Like, he's getting shaved and everything. And mm-hmm. and then Polnareff is like, okay, can you, like, get under my chin? Yeah. Um, turns out the barber has been possessed by Anubis. Yes. Um, and that's, he needed no provocation. That's yeah. just customer service. Yeah. Especially just cuts with Polnareff. To, he's got, like, the blade under Polnareff's chin. Yeah, Jotaro is asleep. Yes. He's taking a nap. <laughs> Um, so Anubis part two, that's where it splits. Yeah. Um, there's so much good animation in these episodes. Yes. Uh, that's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, uh, Jotaro wakes up. And well, he- Polnareff does like a cool guy move of like, he lowers, like, you know, as the guy goes to cut off his head with the sword. Yeah. He uses like the arm, you know, the thing on the chair to lower himself. Yep. Like, kind of flips so we can wake up Jotaro, too. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he pulls a cloth, like the cloth he was wearing, yeah. uh, uh, between him and the barber. Yep. Um, Silver and... Chariot grew his sword back. Yep. I know he probably just reattached it, yeah, but, but I he like... he grew it back. I like to think he grew it back. Um, and then Polnareff tries to shoot the little ricochet thing yeah, again. He... Yeah. Um, Anubis stops it. Yes. Because... Quote, he will never lose to an enemy he's fought before. Yes, he, he can learn people's moves. Yes. Um Jotaro wakes up, summons Star Platinum. Yes. Gives the barber one solid bop. Well, at first, yeah, because at first, like after Jotaro wakes up, Polnareff's like, Jotaro, stay back. Like Star Platinum's not gonna be good in a sword fight. Yeah. When in reality, this dumbass Anubis brought a sword to a fist fight. You're Entirely right with Star Platinum. Because he, like, yeah, as you said, it's just one quick, just bam. (laughs) Yeah. Takes him out. And then he he comes out, like, the barber with the sword comes out, and he's like, Ha, you idiot. I've learned your move now. Yes. It's like, You learned a punch to the face? Like, okay, congrats. (laughs) I've learned all of your moves. Like, that was one. He did not, because (laughs) he keeps getting beaten by Jotaro with, like, everything. Um, Jotaro is now fighting the barber, and uh, the barber takes the sword and swings it down at him, and Jotaro is like, I know what I need to do. I need to break the sword. He doesn't say this, but he realizes that the sword possesses people, um, and if he, you know, he figures if he breaks the sword, he breaks the stand. Yeah. You know, the possession's cut off. Yes. Jotaro catches the sword... And the force of the sword going down 
splits it. Well, he just, no, he just snaps it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he snaps it. Um, you know, the curse is broken on the barber, et cetera, et cetera. Then Polnareff becomes hypnotized by. Yeah. So they, they realize that the sword possesses people. So they yeah. kind of very carefully put the blade back in the sheath without actually like. Touching. Trying to, you know. Uh, they only touch like the hill or I forget exactly. No, they don't touch the hill. They just slide the sheath onto the sword. Yeah, yeah. They don't touch the sword itself. But then a cop shows up. Yeah. And is like, hey, what are you two jackasses doing with a sword? He tries to like take it from them, but mm. Polnareff winds up accidentally pulling out the blade from the sheath it, yeah. and gets possessed. It should also be mentioned that Anubis tells uh Jotaro through the barber. That he's he was forged by a blacksmith like 500 years ago or something. Something like that. And he was taken from museum storage by Dio. Yes. What a killer museum piece. Oh my god. Literally. Literally. I feel like I have to say this now because I'm going to school for this. Yeah. But like, what a goddamn collection piece that would be. Yeah. It looks so cool you put it out and then all of your guests die because somebody fucking it's gotta be guarded 24 7 it's gotta be like the mona fucking lisa but think about how much buzz that would draw why was it in storage because it kills people so your security guard can start looking at the sword taking it out of its sheath like no it's like the fucking ark of the covenant from indiana jones it's in a warehouse in the middle of nowhere dio probably didn't steal it he probably got an archivist who was like "Mm, yeah fuck this place to take it dio has friends kill everyone there dio has friends in high places no he doesn't that would require dio to have friends Dio has subjects. <laughs> anyway, killer museum piece. Yes. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, because the the blade seems to be like this purpley black, like yeah, whew, it's so cool. It looks cool, but yeah. So he starts Polnareff starts fighting Jotaro. Jotaro's like, "Fuck, Can- I'll probably have to kill Polnareff to like." actually stop this yeah and i don't know if i'm going to be able to do that because he is he is fighting silver chariot along with anubis dual wielding even if it is half a blade on anubis yes um (laughs) uh so he go so he tries to go for the like he goes for the slash with the the anubis blade again yeah jotaro tries to catch it but again he learns his move he just speeds up as he goes through and he stabs Jotaro or he stabs Star Platinum in the gut. Yeah, which then ends which up stabbing Jotaro. Is stabbing Jotaro in the gut. Um and he's like, Ha, you idiot, like I'm just gonna push this blade further in, then you're gonna die. Yeah. And he starts to push it in, at which point Jotaro takes you know Obviously, the easiest time to stop a blade is when it's stuck in it, something. It's, like, right in his belt. Too. His rock-hard fucking abs. It's, yeah, it's, like, caught up in his belt. His rock-hard abs. And are stronger than steel. <laughs> yes. And, like, it's just, like, literally making the tiniest wound. Yes. Um, He takes Star Platinum. Well, he doesn't take Star Platinum, but he makes Star Platinum, like, just punch the sword down to its hilt. Yeah, he just fucking aura-auras <laughs> this, the blade. Um, because if there's no blade, 
if it's disintegrated, it won't be able to possess anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it works. Yeah, it's nothing and but like, a hilt now. And now it's a good museum piece because it poses no threat. Yeah. Well. We'll, we'll, get, to, we'll, yes. we'll get to that. But still, no threat. You could fake that blade. Yes. No one would know. Oh my god! I want it in a museum collection. Oh my god! I want to. I want to curate swords. Can everyone tell I'm a sword bisexual? They can now. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, so Polnareff saved, but some <laughs> shitty little kid on the street finds the top half of the blade that Jotaro first snapped with his hands. Yes. And gets possessed by it. Yes. And boy, does this kid have a good pose. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And then... So, this kid does, like, a fucking weird, like, yoga pose. He's got, like, like fully, what, like, 90-degree legs. Like, his arms are, like, uh, like... Yeah. He's just, like, posing hard. Yep. And Anubis plans to use, like, one final sneak attack. Use the kid to throw the blade into Jotaro's back. Yeah. At which point, he goes to throw it, and as he does, Iggy runs up, saving the day for the third episode in a row. In a fucking row! Hits the kid in the leg. Mm-hmm. Accidentally. <laughs> causing the kid to throw wide <laughs> over Jotaro. This, throw high over Jotaro. This kid's got a fucking like, arm. Oh my god, doesn't he though? So he throws the blade it starts spinning, and he's like, fuck, I missed Jotaro. Oh, shit, that's the Nile I'm about to head into. And then it's flying through the air, and then it's like, I'm about to hit a wall. Like, this is my chance. I'll just, like, stay on the ground. Yeah. He gets so anxious that he thinks through the wall. He forgets to, like, stick into the wall, so he just goes straight through, and he's flying over the Nile now. Yes. There's a boat. Yep. He he's like, oh, I'll just there's a cow on the boat. He's like, oh, I'll just stick into this. Cow. No, no, no. He wants to stick into the side of the boat so that the person will see. Oh, the person on the boat will see this and be is a possessed. Wild chain of events. But it winds up hitting the cow on the boat, which start in the ass, <laughs> which starts going wild. Yes. And he's like, fuck, this isn't what I want. How does it fall in the water again? The cow falls overboard okay the cow does it like kicks out the railing yeah falls into the nile and like starts kicking so much that the current pulls the sword out of its butt and it falls the blade (laughs) falls to the bottom of the nile it's like begging with like the (laughs) the fish and like the crabs like hey you just bring me up to the surface the crabs like stop for like a second like just for long enough for him to say that and then they like Scuttle away. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And that's Anubis. What a fucking good ending to these good, good episodes. Uh, uh. Oh man. Um. Oh yeah, we did get another star finger. Yeah. Yeah. My, minor part. But minor, minor. I just completely forgot there about star finger. There was another minor existing. part where where Polnareff was like, "We should just throw the sword to the bottom of the Nile," and it's like, "Have you heard about Dio?" <laughs> I mean, if Dio could do it, who's to say Anubis won't be back? You're not solving the problem. You're just delaying it for, like, another three generations of Joe Stars. Yeah, but also Dio didn't rust. Yeah. 
Are you sure? We're not even sure he had the coffin in the first place. Fair. <laughs> no, like you do, you make a backup coffin. Um, and then when he can't, and then when he can't uh, get the fish to take him to the shore, we get a really good uh, like lower third. It says, yeah. Anubis retires. Yeah. <laughs> episodes were good what a good anime oh my god they were so tense for so long i was like oh my god he's like hurting jotaro yeah in the stomach yeah these guys are getting strong jotaro's been hurt on the hands yeah and like he's had his hat knocked off a few times he hasn't been stabbed in the stomach like they made a big deal out of it when um what's her name uh the empress on the submarine yeah when she landed a hit his hands yeah because that was a big deal. Because Jotaro literally just fucking walked up and fucked people up. Yeah. Um, end of this episode. Yes. Um, Polnareff is chilling with Iggy on like a porch outside an inn or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like hassling Iggy and Iggy farts on him. Yep. Uh, pan over to Joseph, Avdol, and Jotaro. Um, Joseph's like, it smells so bad. And then yeah. Jotaro's like, never going anywhere with him again. No. It's like, it's just us after four days of X. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for that unless I'm... God. Um, and then we see Mariah. Yes. Oh, I'm gay? <laughs> Our last <laughs> villain of this set of episodes. Episode 30, Bastet's Mariah, part, part one. one. Um, and we open up in the hospital. With Kakyoin. Yes. Who is still... Oh, we're fine. Who... We're good. Yeah. Kakuin is still in recovery. He still has bandages around yes. his eyes. The doctor comes in and is like... And he's like, can you tell me when I'll be able to go home, please? Yeah. I want, I want to go home, please. Or like when I can go, because <laughs> yeah. I have important shit to do. Basically. And the doctor's like, well, I can't do that, because we're keeping you here indefinitely. Yeah. And then the doctor's like... Just kidding. Who are you? The Speedwagon Foundation's here for you because you're probably going to heal much faster in their care than ours. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you telling me we're not going to see Kakuin again this season? And then I was like, oh. Speedwagon's been infiltrated. By who? From the last part. What? Uh. From Battle Tendency? Yeah, no, not from Battle Tendency. From... There was a part where I distinctly remember, like, Dio had, like, planted people in Speedwagon. In Robert E.O. Speedwagon? <laughs> yeah, he had a skin lout right on his forehead. I can't believe we missed it. Oh, no, he's all skin and bones now. He's been dead for, like, 50 years. Yeah, Dio got to him. Wow. No, like, I, I genuinely feel like Dio has, like, spies in the Speedwagon Foundation. I mean, there was that one part at the end of, like, you know, before the beginning of the Battle of Egypt where they killed, like, the spy spying on him in Egypt. Yeah. But I don't think there's ever been anything. There were those two creepy Speedwagon Foundation dudes in the helicopter. No, 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 Who no, no, died. No. no, I think it might have been, like, they killed the spy and, like, you know, took his... I don't know. I don't know. It might be just like an unfounded fear of mine that Kakuin's going to be actually in Dio's care. I again. mean, Dio may like. There's a fucking sword that uses a stand. Literally anything is possible. I... 
See, I know I'm wrong because you were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Not like, oh, we'll see. Oh, who could say? <laughs> see, now it's because I caught you that you said that. <laughs> so I guess Speedwagon's fine. No, Speedwagon is dead. The Speedwagon Foundation is okay. <laughs> I don't think the mic caught that. You might want to. No, it caught it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, Kakuin's going to be fine. We're just without him a little longer as he recovers. Um, Jotaro, I just have in my notes here in all caps, poop dust. Uh, that comes late. No, that's that's after this because jo- uh, Joseph is outside yeah, pooping comes- in a hole. I had another uh, comment about Avdol like being like, "Oh yeah, that's where King Tut's grave is," and I was like, "Was? Oh, <laughs> they they the, some British assholes did pilfer his grave." Oh, so you're making a smart person comment where I just wrote "poop dust" in all caps. You know when like a lot of people our age had like a horse phase or like. A Greek god phase. I had, like, an Egyptian archaeology phase. Yeah, apparently I had a poop dust phase. (laughs) (laughs) It just says a lot about me that I would focus on, like, the archaeological aspect of these episodes specifically. Fucking sword stolen from a museum. King Tut's grave. Yeah. What, is that where Dio is? Who can say? Stop it. No, I know Dio's, Dio's in a, like, a mansion somewhere because that's where the people were leaving from in the few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, back yeah. to poop dust. <laughs> Joseph needs to go to the bathroom. Yes. And um, apparently, desert sand is sterile, quote unquote. I don't think that's true. Well, he just poops into like a little hole. It's not even a hole. It's just kind of like a little trench almost. Yeah. The, and then the heat. stall and like there's like definitely It's not a stall. It's just a fence. He's outside. Yeah, like, if you squat, someone can definitely see your bare ass. Yes. (laughs) There's zero privacy. (laughs) Where it counts. Literally, like, uh, Like never mind. There's privacy everywhere else. No one will see your face. No. But. But, yeah, he poops into the hole, and apparently it's so, like, dry and hot in the desert that it just dries out the poop, and his poop just turns into dust. scatters into the wind yep and you're supposed to use the sand as toilet paper because it's sterile yeah and to wash your hands apparently yep and then joseph walks outside and there's an electrical outlet on a rock which he touches yeah there's just on a rock middle of nowhere he just sees an electrical outlet. he's like oh what's that gets a really fucking bad zap yeah like mariah's power bastet's stand power has two targets old men and babies <laughs> who are learning not to touch things which one is Avdol? Avdol was an accident <laughs> actually to be fair he didn't he, he didn't, didn't really touch, touch the right he but, just okay we'll get to yeah, it we'll get to that uh so yeah joseph gets a big shock um, from this uh, electrical outlet. Yeah, Avdol notices like something's wrong with like Joseph's whole situation. He's yeah. like, "Hey, are you fine? Are you like okay?" He's like, "Yeah, that was weird." Yeah, but we can't let our guard down. Says the man who just touched an electrical outlet in the middle of the desert on a rock. On a rock. Who's <laughs> this fucking SpongeBob ass character <laughs> driving rocks around in the desert? <laughs> Honestly. Oh, that um, must be the new Tesla charging rock. 
I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> Thanks, Elon. Thanks, Warnimph Musk. <laughs> anyway, so they're I got, going. I think it's made a throwing up sound effect on like three episodes now. Probably. <laughs> I should stop bringing up Elon Musk. I shouldn't have brought up fucking Warnimph. <sighs> anyway. I'm just saying. Anyway. We start to notice, like, there's, like, a bottle cap stuck to Joseph's shirt. Yeah. And, I mean, well, basically, we can say Mariah's ability is magnets. Magnetism. It's magnets. Yeah. Uh, Like, metal stuff slowly starts to get pulled towards Joseph. Yep. And in a very fucking terrifying scene that I did not like at all. No. There's just a guy working on a project or something. You know, just he's got a few nails in his mouth. He's got the hammer. Yeah, minding his business. He's hammering. Joseph shows up behind him. Yep. I was. It's like watching a car crash in slow motion. Yes. I just a nightmare. Uh, like the guy's hammer gets heavy, mm-hmm. and the fucking nails go back in his mouth. Like, like towards Joseph, so it like pulls him through his cheek. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Um, and then the hammer starts flying towards Joseph. Yes. Abdul catches it and is like, and is like, dude, you should be more careful with this thing. Yeah. Um, and he's like screaming, like, ah, oh, the nails, they hurt, and they're yeah. like, what a weird guy. Yeah, like, what a weird guy. What did you hammer your finger? Like, you'll be okay, guys. <laughs> um, and Joseph is a compass now. He points to True North. <laughs> yes, like more stuff. Like the magnetism is getting stronger yeah. over time. And yeah, we get a scene where Joseph falls asleep facing south, as pointed out by Avdol, and wakes up facing north. Yeah. <laughs> Just like 180 on the bed. Yes. Um, Like, Joseph's got fucking soda caps. He slept with like six or seven soda caps. Yeah, there's like soda caps on his back. Like What the- a mess. And he didn't notice? <laughs> the chair, The chair in the room starts to kind of like magnetized to, to him. him yeah the door like hits him as he's trying to leave yeah and he's like what the fuck is going on and that yeah he's he's starting to realize something weird's going on and then as he's walking down the hallway uh these two women pass by yep. and who the fuck has metal along the edge of their dress it's buttons is it yes who has metal buttons at the bottom of the dress like skirt really it's called fashion look it up okay it was Jesus. the 80s all right fine but yeah, so the skirt lifts up, and she has the most terrifying fucking face of anybody. She turns into, like, a fucking gremlin from Gremlins. Yep. And just, oh boy, yeah. Wallops. She beats the shit out of him, at which point he's like, okay, something's wrong. Yeah. Like, something's going on. I think like, I'm under didn't... attack. Yeah. Um, Runs past another old, like, a, a old woman. Same thing happens, except she's like... Oh, how forward of you. Oh, my God. I hate this woman. This th- Joseph may have had an affair, but he's not a predator. <laughs> Unless? I'm afraid to ask. Unless? Don't say it like that. <laughs> this is not a good unless. <laughs> um, And then he, like, makes his way down to the lobby. He's on the escalator. Yeah, he's trying to find somebody else 
to say that you know let him know that he's under attack yeah um um and his hand gets magnetized to the escalator yes um the woman in front of him her like the beads on like some drawstrings on her skirt get pulled in through the escalator we, well, it's Mariah in front of him. Yes. Um, they get pulled in through the escalator, and they, like, wrap themselves around his neck and, yes. you know, detach. Like so his that, hands and stuff. And yeah. So, so that he'll be decapitated and, like, minced, essentially. Well, he'll just be, like, crushed by the strings and stuff mm-hmm. as... As the escalator goes down. Yes. And he's like, uh, can you, like, hit the emergency stop button around the side of the escalator, please? Like, yeah. on the escalator, like, I'm gonna die. And she's like... Mm. By Joseph, yeah. Joestar. Yeah, she like, reveals herself. Oh, no. <laughs> she reveals herself to him as like the stand, the stand user. user. He's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, so he's as panicking. He, um, he tries to use Hermit Purple to hit the uh, the emergency stop button, but yeah. it's not on the front. Yes. Um, he's like, "I'm gonna die! Someone hit the emergency stop!" And Avdol comes up. Yeah, as we see, like from the camera, the it's around the corner. Yeah, like a good ways. Not even it's like a few feet, but he doesn't know where it is, right. so he, he can't thinks there hit it. isn't one. Yeah. Um So he's just screaming on this escalator like I'm gonna die, this is it for me. Yeah. Avdol <laughs> comes over scene. Avdol comes over, hits the emergency stop button. Joseph is still screaming. There is a crowd, and Avdol is just going, Ahem! Ahem! Mr. Joseph Ahem! He's just trying to get his attention. Yep. He's just fucking breaking down again in public. First the TV store, now the escalator. Can you, can you like imagine if we were in this situation? Because I'd definitely be the one like dying by escalator, and you would come up and like push the button. Yeah. 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 That's a genuine fear of mine is dying yeah, by it's escalator. Yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> that, and like, it's it's that's, absolutely not zero. Every fucking kid's I nightmare. I go escalators like at least twice a week. Like literally every child has the nightmare of like being swallowed alive by the fucking escalator. Yeah. You have that thought at some point. Yeah, I don't blame Joseph for And it haunts out. you for life. Yep. Yeah, I don't blame Joseph at all for freaking out. Yeah. Um. So... They play it off as like, ah, yes, Mr. Hotel Manager, I have done the escalator inspection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Mariah's like running through the hallway. She's hiding around a corner. Yeah. She runs into the women's restroom. Yeah. Jo- Joseph Joseph's lets- magnetism is so strong at this point that as they're running across the hallway, it pulls down a statue and Avdol grabs its titties. Yeah, it grabs by titties and he's like, uh. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Just an A-grade quote from Avdol later in this episode. But, uh, we haven't gotten to it. We'll get there. So yeah. they're, they're like, standing outside the women's restroom, and they're like, she ran in here. What do we do? <laughs> we have to go in. And they're really, like, debating about it. Yeah. Um, and they're like... Because they're they go, gentlemen. Yeah. They go into the, uh, the restroom... Against all odds, you know. And they're like, we can't seem like perverts in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like, we shouldn't do it. And so Joseph is like, Avdol, go look at, go look at, like, people's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it takes him four things to find Mariah's shoes. Yeah. Um, 
they open the stall. All three, like all of the other three stalls open at the exact same because time. it's as Joseph is passing, the magnetism opens the vacancy oh. thing um, on each of the stalls. And when God. it gets to the fourth one, it opens. The door swings open. And then it's the woman from earlier. Who thinks that Joseph is being even more forward? Yes, and she's even more turned on. Stop! Yes. <laughs> um, Nasty. Fucking disgusting. I mean, I'm not. I'm not here to rag on anyone's uh, anyone's fetishes, but like, I don't want to watch a married old man be hit on by someone who thinks it's forward to assault people. Yes. <laughs> Anyway. But. Um, Mariah's at this power. Point, well, we also get the menacing legs at this point. Oh, yeah. The menacing legs. Right before Avdal opens the, or the stall opens, uh, we get menacing legs. It's just. It is Mariah's shoes. Yeah, it's just Mariah's shoes. We get the menacing, like the little, like, text thing. That's yeah, it's good. Always, it, it's just a really good image. Um, so they jump out of the window in the women's restroom. Yes. And as they're falling to the ground, Avdal says, this isn't in line with my image. <laughs> did you ca- did you write down the follow up line? Because it is fantastic. I really I was fucking... I was just losing my shit over it's not in line with the, my image. It's not in line with my image. Bathroom disaster is Polnareff's oh, thing. Yes! <laughs> I didn't write it down, but yes. I fucking lost it. <laughs> that was a JoJo's reference. Eleven yes. episodes in, we finally got one. Yep, we're done here. <laughs> We did it. I can't believe uh, yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, the episode ends with they're running af- through the street yeah, after... after Mariah. Yeah. Um, and they're like, whatever you do, don't touch anything electrical because you'll get zapped and that's how her power activates. And Avdol's like, I already did that. I got zapped. It, there was by an el- accident. Yeah. There was an electrical outlet next to the emergency shutdown button. And, and I we, got shocked after I stopped it. Yeah. We, and the episode ends with the two of them basically. super close to each other. Yeah, they're like, hey, could you please like run further away from me? And yeah, they've been magnetized to each other now. <laughs> Friends for life. Bromies. Yes. Just two big meaty dudes bumping meat. <laughs> Fellas. Yeah. Is it gay to be magnetized to your best friend? I mean, we'll find out next time. <laughs> With the conclusion. What a cliffhanger. What a cliffhanger. You thought last week's was a good cliffhanger. I mean, last week's was a really, really tense cliffhanger. This is just silly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can wait to watch. I really like these next the batch next of episodes. episodes. Is, Mar- is Mariah like a four-parter? No. Because we really haven't gotten to anything of hers yet. No. Okay. Um, but next episode, like, beginning of next podcast episode, we get to your favorite fight. Yes. Which one I'm of, excited. One of my favorite, I, I don't know how, what your reaction will be to it. I really fucking love, it is probably, like, peak cool guy moment. Ooh, okay. At least in my opinion. Okay. It's wild. Um... But yeah, Mariah's power is just to make it gayer. Yeah. And a little sexy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's wonderful. She's said maybe three lines over the course of these whole episodes, but yeah. I love her. She seems fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> um. So for next episode. Yes. Everyone's homework. Thirty-one to thirty-five. Yes. Um. Are oh. we gonna get more menacing legs these episodes? Oh boy, I. I'm looking at the next five episodes. Yeah. Well, one next episode we're gonna have our podcast image for that week. Okay. I can almost guarantee you. Uh, I'm looking at the other two episodes that I forgot about. Yeah. We're in for some good episodes next time. Is it time. two more two-parters? Yes. Okay. It is this conclusion and then two two-parters. Okay. We finally don't end on a cliffhanger. That's good. I like that. Yes. Um, But yeah, and then we're like almost, like so close to being done with Stardust Crusaders. Uh, Yeah, there are... 48? 48 episodes. Yes. Yeah. We'll be... Four podcast episodes out at that point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What a trip this has been. It feels like we've been in Stardust Crusaders forever. It. I mean, it's the longest part yeah. of all of them. It, it, it really does feel like Jotaro has been the only Jojo that I've known about. But, but also, like, I really miss Jonathan. Yeah. He was so good. He and, was very pure. And, like, I miss young Joseph. I miss, like, yes. young, scrappy, like, just ruggedly handsome Joseph. Yes. I also miss Caesar a little bit. Yeah, Caesar was a good boy. He was a really good boy. But yeah, it's like you figure, I'm looking at it now, like, both Battle Tendency and... So Battle Tendency is four. Part one, like, Jonathan and Joseph, young Joseph's oh. arc were the length of just... The first The first part, part of, of Stardust, Stardust Crusaders. Crusaders. Yeah. So now... All of these next, like, 20-whatever episodes. 23, 24 episodes? Well, 13 more at this point. But, like, the Battle in Egypt arc... Yeah. ...is also just as long as their entire arcs together. Yeah. Because so then... We're, Di- gonna, we're gonna be stuck with Jotaro and the Stan Band for a while. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, no. I really like their dynamic. Yeah. I'm, I am glad that Polnareff has grown on me. Because yes. I think it would have been a slog. I, I, he did redeem himself these episodes because he was kind of badass during the first Anubis fight. Yes. And he was very badass during the second Anubis fight. Polnareff can only use his brain for killing. Just like a straight person. Yep. <laughs> and with that... No, I don't want to... I can't be... I can't end on being heterophobic. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> Because it's not a thing. <laughs> it was a joke for legal reasons. That was a joke. <laughs> what legal reasons? <gasps> um, if you're a lawyer, write to us and tell us how many not- laws we just broke this episode. And other episodes. I mean, I think this falls under, like, parody law. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Actually, if you're... Even more so, if you're not a lawyer, tell us what law we, laws we broke. Don't. What laws you think we broke. You're not on Twitter. Don't do this to me. Send send your uh, best responses to, I forget what your Twitter is. Good. Let's keep it that way. Uh, listen to <laughs> the last episode. She probably said it there. Um, I'm still not on social media. So, yeah, you have fun with that. No. <laughs> do you know what you just sent me? Bye. Bye. <laughs>